Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. And Jen, today we're talking about hypnotic. We are. Or are we? Or is this just a construct? Are we here? We might not even be here. I don't know. We might be in chairs, being in a trance, thinking that we're podcasting about a movie that we thought we saw. And if that's the case, we should be able to mind wipe ourselves, which may be beneficial. <laughs> You're tipping your hand a little bit up front, huh? I mean, let's be honest. When we talk about this movie, people are going to know exactly where our hand is going to fall. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose. So this is not a sequel to anything. This is not a remake of anything. This is not a reboot of anything. This is a Robert Rodriguez original film. And as such, saying, doing our normal, have you ever seen this movie before? Or even talking about movies that came before, kind of irrelevant. So I will just say this, what's your experience with Robert Rodriguez as a filmmaker? You mentioned last time a few of his movies, which I think I've seen some of the stuff. I He's not one that I'm like, oh, I know who that person is. But I gotcha. know I've seen some of his stuff. Gotcha. You know, he, he only stands out to me because of El Mariachi and Desperado. He does everything on a film. And he did the, he's, he wrote a book called Rebel Without a Crew, and my young mind was craving information about filmmakers, and that was one hell of a read. You find out how he funded his first film, El Mariachi, which is basically he subjected himself to medical tests and wrote it out on index cards while he was being tested on. <laughs> I mean, a real maverick when it comes to making films, you know? And I I, I admired that. I really did. And I, I liked some of his movies. From Dusk Till Dawn. You've seen that one, right? Yep. And that was him. So that was that was a good movie, right? That was fun. Yeah, I liked that one. Shark Boy and Lava Girl, right? You've seen that, right? I have. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's, not, that's not his best. Our kids like that. Yeah, that's not his best <laughs> film. So. They liked. We should probably say liked. Yeah, I don't they think don't watch they it anymore, do but... any longer like that. They but, might know. if they put it on, but I, I, don't I don't think know. so. I think they see right through. We got one of them watching Avatar and the other one watching Avatar the anime stuff. So it's like, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're well past. They're yeah, well they past are. Shark Boy and Lava Girl at this point. So, All right. So that being said, why don't we just jump right into it? Why don't you give us the cast and crew besides Robert Rodriguez? All right. This was written by Robert Rodriguez and Mark Borenstein. Robert Rodriguez wrote this originally back in 2002. So he's had this movie set for quite a while. And then he had Max Borenstein come in and help with some of the rewrites on there. This movie stars Ben Affleck as Danny Rourke, Alice Brega as Diana Cruz, and William Fickner as Del Rain. And that's all I'm going to talk about for the star. There's a lot of others, but they're, I don't know. I don't think they matter in this movie. <laughs> you know, that's not even his name, Del Rain. It isn't, but yeah. that's what he's listed as, and that's what he's referred to as throughout the movie. Until the third act. Yeah. So, should we get into it? Let's do it. Okay. So, Danny Rourke, the aforementioned Ben Affleck character, is a police detective in Austin, and he is going to therapy because his daughter, Minnie, had been abducted and he's been trying to live with that. It's been a few years. His marriage 
also fell apart after that. And after his therapy session, he's picked up by his partner who tells him that they got an anonymous tip off that a safe deposit box at a bank is going to be robbed. Apparently, a couple of other banks in town have been robbed and they've only taken a safe deposit box, no money. They go to a stakeout and they see a man give, he goes up to people and he just talks to them. And then they go off and they do weird stuff. He talks to this woman and says, what did he say? He says, it's like a furnace. Yeah. Something that's hot. Yeah, or it's hot like a furnace. Yeah. And the woman gets up and she starts stripping down and she walks into like a fire hydrant that gets like blown off by a car wreck that happens because she's wandering into traffic just so that she can cool off. He also talks to the, the couple of security guards and they help him. And so Rourke notices that something's not right with this guy before all this stuff really starts to go down. And he takes off to go into the bank and follow the guy, even though his... He recognizes him. He says that dude looks familiar. Yeah, he does say that right off the bat, doesn't yeah. he? Yep. The... He convinces one of the bank people, like a manager of the bank or something, to get... He wants that he wants to open a safe deposit box and then he lifts the guy's keys. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, I must have left my keys at my at my desk. And he walks, he takes off, leaving him alone with... Leaving Danny alone with the safe deposit boxes. So he goes through and he opens up one of the safe deposit boxes. But specifically the one that they were looking for, right? Because didn't they say it was number 23 or something like that? I think so. Yeah. So he opens that one and he finds a picture of his daughter Minnie with the message find lev delrain <laughs> so rourke they they he encounters this dude that was out there talking to people mm-hmm. and he chases him up onto a rooftop but he corners the guy on the rooftop and the cops that come with him come with rourke the guy turns to him and is like, take care of this problem, officers. And they end up shooting themselves, trying to stop Rourke from catching this dude. And meanwhile, the dude that they were pursuing jumps over the ledge. And he's not nowhere to be found when they go and they look. Yeah, so this, this is all very kind of a confusing movie, but... The hypnotic part, I was... Okay, I thought this movie looked really interesting. The idea that someone could somehow plant something in your head that you're going to go do this. And so that's kind of where I thought this movie was going. It's so little of the plot, though. Is that... Well, not really. Is that, you know, somebody could go up to you, say, hey, go shoot that person, and you would do it. Count all the grains of sand on this beach whatever you know but he doesn't even specifically tell people that like the one woman he just says it's hot in here but yet she walks off and takes off her clothes i mean he didn't tell her to do that he just says it's hot i don't know anyways the part that really had me confused was when he rolled off the roof and disappeared right there i'm like okay something really bizarre is going on (laughs) and i kind of right at that point thought that What's the dude's main name? Danny? That he was in some kind of hypnotic trance. Mm. 
Interesting. Okay. Because it didn't make sense to me. Right. I was willing to take the rest, even though that's not how hypnosis works. You know, (laughs) the person under the hypnotic trance needs to have some kind of belief and some kind of willing to, to do that stuff. But, but just randomly strangers with no triggers or anything like that to say that that's not, that's not how that works. But I was willing to give it and be like, okay, all right, I'm going to take this story and go with it. Mm. But then when the dude disappeared, they, I immediately was like, I don't know about this. this What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the car wreck at the beginning here when he sends the girl into, or the woman, excuse me, into the, into traffic to cool off. Does nobody wear their seatbelts anymore? Because they got into a wreck and people are literally flying through the windshields of the cars. It was like American Werewolf in London all over again. It was very weird. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I knew as soon as his daughter had, was a, there was a picture of her daughter. You just knew right off the bat. I knew right off the bat that, that his daughter was taken by this guy, which ultimately ends up not being the right thing, but. Her daughter, his daughter was taken by a hypnotic, right? Mm-hmm. Just not this dude. Right. So I, I had this, I had this feeling right off the bat here that this Lev Del Rey thing or Del Rain, it's too weird of a name. I knew it was an anagram from the jump. There's no way, <laughs> there's no way. There's too many weird letters in there, right? Like the Del Rain, R-A-Y-N-E. I'm like, okay, look. Look. This is very obviously an anagram. And it is. It ends up being an anagram. We'll find out how later in the movie. But I I saw that and I was like, that is ridiculously obvious. See, and I didn't go with anagram, which that's that's good catch on you. But I thought it was more like going to end up being a code word or something. No, no, no yeah. way. Nope. This was yeah. too easy. It was too easy. Is it a hypnosis thing? Yeah. You've got to throw them off the trail. It's Del Rain. Yeah. It's, <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. It's also, also like we'll get, well, okay. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So he, he knows now Rourke, he's figured out that this, that this heist and probably the other two ahead of it had something to do with his daughter's disappearance. So he starts to go on like the investigative rampage and forensic stuff leads him to a fortune teller named Diana Cruz. And uh, he describes the man from the heist. And while he's talking to Cruz, one of Cruz's clients ends up encountering the dude from the bank and he, and the guy convinces him to drive his motorcycle through the front of the, of the fortune teller shop and then kill himself. (laughs) Yeah. Like really violently. Yeah. Like he stabs himself in the head with a piece of broken glass or something. Yeah. Like he like slams his head against some pokey thing. Pokey thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. But Cruz tells him that the man from the bank, his name is Lev Del Rain. Right? And she tells him that both she and Del Rain are hypnotics, which are really, really powerful hypnotists that were part of a 
secret government organization <laughs> called the Division. And what they do is they control people's minds and they affect things and they change stuff. It's kind of like, you know, the CIA, but with superpowers. Also, like, God, when... if you could imagine the CIA having superpowers like this, it's oh, even scarier than what they do now. Yeah. Also, when she was describing to Danny his, like, immune thing or something. like Yeah, his, yeah, he's got a mental protective... block. Yeah. You know what it made me think of? Uh, Bella Swan and Twilight, how she's got that that mental block, protective whatever oh, the hell yeah. it was, the protective shield or oh, whatever. Oh, God, that's, that's right. That's immediately what I thought of, and I'm like, oh, wait, are we going to Twilight now? Shit, that takes me <laughs> back. We haven't we haven't talked to Twilight in a long time, right? That, yeah. How long ago was that? That's got to be three years, maybe even... That's what I was right from the beginning, right? Yeah, we did that one fairly early, a couple years ago, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> wow, 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 that's crazy. So my whole time through this... I wrote this down in a note. I want to say this before we get too far because this is going to pay. This can pay dividends. At one point, when I found out that she was on the run from this Lev Del Rain guy, allegedly, I wrote in my notes, "Oh, please, 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 have a psychic battle." <laughs> when were they're just like staring at each other? Yes, <laughs> because there's an episode of South Park. There's an episode of South Park where Cartman hits his head and he pretends that he's got he's got the dead zone powers where he can like predict like what's happening mm-hmm. and like help solve crimes and because he does that other like other like psychic crime fighters take umbrage at this and so they end up having this psychic battle which is no more than the two of them standing across from each other and going, <laughs> and that's all I could think of. So my problem here is that automatically I am not taking this seriously because they don't show you anything that they're doing. It's all like these looks and like the tightening of the fist. And like It's like, uh-huh. Ooh, <laughs> what's going on, right? Like, put us in their brain. Put us in their brain. Show us what they're fighting about. In their brain, they're fighting, right? Yeah. Anyway. So, Rourke, you know, you mentioned he's he's immune. So, Rourke takes Cruz back to the police station to protect her. He puts her in, like, what used to be cells, but now basically a storage and offices and that sort of thing. And... Del Rain, apparently, who is outside of the station, takes control of Nix, who is Rourke's partner, and causes him to go nuts trying to get at Cruz and Rourke. And they end up killing her. Well, Cruz ends up killing him in self-defense. After that, Rourke and Cruz head to Mexico, because why the hell not, right? Why not? Yeah. So we find out that there is another division guy there his name is jeremiah and they go and visit him and it's jackie earl haley jackie earl haley from from watchmen and he was in the nightmare on elm street remake hmm. okay jackie earl haley you don't know who jackie earl haley is we'll be seeing. he was a child actor he was in bad news bears and bad news bears go to japan and all that shit no? okay i believe you i don't know never saw bad news bears 
Oh, I'm sure maybe I did. Okay. I don't remember it. But. Well, anyway. So. All right, so Jack Ural Haley plays this guy, Jeremiah. And Jeremiah tells them that Del Rain is looking for Domino, who's a powerful weapon that developed that was developed by the division and was stolen and hidden by Del Rain when he took off. And then Del Rain wiped his own memory and left like these, they call them breadcrumbs, but they're kind of like little triggers that are going to help him kind of figure out where Domino is and get his hypnotic power back. And they, and Jeremiah's like, and he's not even at full power yet. It's like, <laughs> what the hell, man? Like, what, what, like, what are you trying to, what are you setting up here? There's like this ultimate villain that like is like, right? Like, what do you, like, what? The way they set this up, how powerful he really is, right? Yeah. But he never does anything. Like Delrain can can like convince Rourke that stuff is happening, mm-hmm. but like there's never any fight there. He just has other people go until he, the guys are subdued. Yeah, like where's the power in that? What just commanding people? Big fucking deal. Show me your powers. You're a mentalist, right? You can you can do stuff. Where's the actual fight? I want to see inside the head. I don't want to see this shit. This is inconsequential. We, we do we do see what he can do at the very end. Okay, but here's the thing. If we were watching The Matrix and all we were watching was like Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss laying there plugged into The Matrix and just reacting to shit, mm-hmm. that would be boring as fuck. And that's what this is. This is the other side of The Matrix and we're watching it happen and it's like nobody... what. I want to see what they're doing in their brain. That's the that's the but actual you fight. Are. You're you're seeing them re. I mean, this whole this whole movie is their their story that they're telling him while he's basically under the influence. I, yes, I understand that, but like nothing amazing really happens. Well, no, I think that's because it's not a very good story. <laughs> After we learn this, it turns out that. Jeremiah's actually Del Rain in disguise. And he goes and chases Rourke and Cruz through this hypnotic construction before Rourke manages to use his own hypnotic power. Now, what happens is Del Rain is sending basically everybody in Mexico after these guys. And they're being chased by them. They get cornered, and Ben Affleck, Rourke, turns around, and this is where we get our first, right? Like, he mentally influences this crowd and makes them basically stand down. Mm -hmm. Interesting twist. I like that he has these hidden latent powers, Mm -hmm. but again... It just smacks of South Park. This whole, like, we're going to have a psychic battle. (laughs) Right? Like, you're thinking at each other. That's what you're doing. You're thinking at each other. That doesn't doesn't work for film. You're thinking at each other. You can't (laughs) hear what they're thinking. They never tell you what they're thinking. They never show us what they're thinking. They never show us what's going on in their heads. They only show us... What happens when they think at people, you know? Yeah. And there's no reaction. There's no like, 
facial reaction from any of these actors. No, there's no surprise, no anything. They're just kind of like stone-faced. Right? Well, you know, and that could be partly actors, could be directing, getting the wrong direction on how they're supposed to be portraying this. It's some weird shit because, look, David Cronenberg did a movie called Scanners where the scanners could read people's minds and influence them, okay? And if a scanner scanned another scanner, then that caused, like, a problem, right? When the scanners are scanning you, you can tell what they're doing. You can see the 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 the, the exertion on their face while they're using their powers. The actors, and these aren't A-list actors, like we have in this movie, at least one of them. You can see the exertion on their faces. Not here, mm-hmm. not in this, but in scanners, the guy's wincing and, and like cringing and like you can see him working to make something happen. There's something that tells you he's doing something. Here it's like, if you just walked into the movie theater and saw this part, you have no idea what's going on. No. You just walk in and there's Ben Affleck standing there staring at you. You're like, Okay. Well, I would think that of most movies I walk into in the middle of it, so. Okay, but there's usually (laughs) some sort of dialogue going on. You'll pick up on what happened right away, right? See, and I don't know that I, I I guess I'm not with you on the whole not having to have some kind of facial fight going on or something like that. I guess, to me, this is supposed to be a hypnotic professional thing. I feel like there should be more words or more something going on there because that's what's supposed to be influencing not brain power i mean this isn't a you know a telepathic psychic type connection where i'm just thinking to you that this is what's happening it's supposed to be i tell you and this is what you're envisioning or that's what you're doing that's not true at all because ben affleck's character doesn't have to tell them anything Yes, he, he does. Says, he says word. He says something. What does he say to them? I don't remember what he says. He didn't but say he, anything to yes, him. He, he just did. turns around. And he looks at him, and they turn around. No, they. He yeah. said something. No, he did not. I swear, he I, said something. He didn't. He didn't <laughs> say anything. What's he going to say to them? They speak Spanish. Did he speak Spanish? No, no. That's but what I'm talking I'm t- about. I'm telling you. If you ever watch this again, he does say something. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> and what does what does what does Delrain say to him to get him to go after him? Did you catch that? No, because that's off screen. We don't see that. Yeah, okay. Convenient. So Rourke and Cruz seek out another division person who apparently is a hacker, by goes by the name of River. Because the first one they saw it was really wise move to make on their yeah, part. Yeah, right? Yeah, Jack, you're... Why, why? Okay, at this point, if you know that Del Rain can be whomever you need him, he needs to be, why would you go to anybody? That you that you've all known previously. Yeah, why would you go to him? <laughs> That's stupid. You're an idiot. What yes. kind of an idiot does that? So they go to this guy's place, and it's like this bunker, and he. <laughs> this is really dumb. But the guy has like this little like Atari cartridge or something that he can use to like hack into shit, and he's like looking stuff up, right? So he looks up all this stuff, but he can't find anything, right? Later on, though, Rourke takes the little Atari cartridge, and now he's a hacker. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, he can get into this file system. He knows how to do it all. All of a sudden, right? Yeah. He just starts typing in, domino, and he comes up with a picture of his daughter. Yeah. He types in. He figures out that 
Minnie is Domino. Domino is the daughter of two powerful hypnotics, Rourke and his wife. Not, not his original wife, or not who he thought his wife was, but Cruz, Cruz, the, the psychic that he went to see, was all along was his wife. Mm-hmm. So when Cruz interrupts him while he's doing this digging, he makes some kind of comment about like, where are we really or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's revealed that this room is actually like this constructed reality that they made. They're on like a theater set or they're a movie a, set. Yeah, they're on a movie set. Yeah. And the room is full of division agents who are hidden. They're just standing there. Now, here's my question. If you if you just went wandering around the room, wouldn't you bump into one of these people? There's so many of them there. They're all over the place, wandering everywhere. So if you're going through what you think is this bunker, this room, right? And some dude is talking to some other dude, and you rub up against him, but in in your brain, there's nothing there. Wouldn't you be like, the fuck is happening here? Also, if you have to use words to get this whole picture to go into people's brains, does everybody have to hear you say it so they can all see the same thing and interact the same way? Yeah. How do these guys know what's going on inside this yeah, construct in that's inside his brain? If they were in a different room. No, even... Just and beyond then come that. In, just, yeah. just beyond that. How do they react to what's going on in his brain? Yeah. How can they possibly <laughs> yes. react to what's so going on in his brain? I think my note at this point was this movie's really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> my forty minute mark comment. My, my my note was that Minnie was alive. I thought at that point that Delray was training her because he wanted her because he, he knew that she was super powerful. That's all I knew. Now, I have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to make a Netflix series out of this show, or this movie, excuse me, because, yeah, this is the, just the type of thing that they would make a, a, a show out of. Anyway, everybody is involved in this. Nick's is involved. Delrain is involved. Vivian, who is Cruz, explains to Rourke that both he and Vivian were super powerful hypnotics and their daughter Minnie was born and raised within the division. But he kidnapped the daughter to stop her from becoming their weapon. So this is where I wasn't I wasn't quite there. I wasn't I wasn't ready for that twist. So it does have a twist there. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't quite. Well, yeah, he basically kidnapped his own daughter. Right, he kidnapped his own daughter and then he wiped his own memory. The tale like we were talking about before, the tale that 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 Jeremiah was telling him was his story. Yeah. In the hopes that he would remember and unlock where the daughter is. Yeah. So so they figure out, they're like, look, it's not working. We have to do this again. We have to go through this whole construct system again. We have to do everything. The the, the, psych, the psychiatrist, the bank heist, the whole thing. We have to do all over again, see if we can get him to figure out where his daughter is, right? And he gets plugged back into the construct, and he has the session with the therapist. He goes on the stakeout. But Rourke isn't completely under at this point. He still managed some of those breadcrumbs to stay in his brain enough that he knows what's going on from the jump this time. 
and he takes off like he gets he 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 like hijacks a van mm-hmm. and blasts through the division's like little security area or whatever and takes off because he realizes who Lev Del Rain is. Lev Del Rain isn't a person, but it's Deer Valley Lane. So it is an anagram, like I was saying before. And it's just one of the worst ones ever. Come on. that Like, I, if I can pick this out from the very beginning of the movie, you haven't hidden it very well. This isn't hidden very well. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. This is a terrible breadcrumb. You're leaving breadcrumbs for people that are paying attention. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of the point. I, You know, kudos. That's what you're supposed to do. But, like, yeah. this is, like, really badly inserted. So, Deer Valley Lane dead ends in, like, a little farm. And there, Rourke's foster parents have been hiding Minnie. For the last three years. And Rourke gets to the ranch. Gets reunited with Minnie. Who's now three years older. And fully in control of her powers. Now. I remember a movie. About a little girl. Whose mommy and daddy. Had psychic powers. And she had super duper psychic powers. And the government agency. Wanted her for their own purposes. They hid out. on On an old couple's ranch. And then. The bad guys showed up, and all hell broke loose, and the little girl fought them off. So. What movie is that? Firestarter. Okay, yeah. This is Firestarter, but with telepathy or hypnosis instead of firepowers. Yeah. That's all this is. Also, if she is not with anybody, how does she get better with her powers? Yeah, who's training her? Yeah. Who the fuck's training her? Because I don't know who these people are. Do they ever? They're just random people he chose? No, no, they're his foster parents. His? Yeah, they are Rourke's foster parents. Oh, okay. Wouldn't that have been in the system somewhere? One would think. Like him being a government agent, you would they have, think yeah. that would be yeah, in the records. They have everybody else's and, information. You know, if they're looking for people, you would think they would go look there. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> you would think. So That seems like a terrible place <laughs> to hide your kid. Although that does speak to how dumb this division is. Right. If they don't even think to go look at mom and dad's place. Right. Well, now, here's the thing, though. This isn't really mom and dad's place. This is all a construct that Minnie has created. So Minnie is creating her own constructs. And basically, it's, it's, it's an ambush. She starts... Yeah, but the foster parents are real. They're there. Yeah, the foster parents are real. She convinces the people Mm -hmm. that they're killing each other, but she's really just setting it up so grandma and grandpa can go around murdering these fools. Yeah. So this kid commits, like, mass murder. Yeah. And they're all hugging and all like, oh, it's so nice Yeah, they're like, yeah, I'm so glad we can be murdered together. Oh, boy. You know, yeah. Yeah. So then after that, basically, Minnie and her parents and the foster parents are all like, we made it. We finally are free. Except they're not because midway through the credits, and I'm so glad we sat for this because I was worried about what was going on here. Honestly, can't you tell? It turns out that Del Rain, 
the bad guy Del Rain, he lived through this. He actually wasn't himself. He was portraying himself as the foster dad. He was portraying himself as the foster dad, but he's still alive. He's coming back. Apparently, there's more stuff going on. And this is why I think we're going to get a Netflix series out of this movie. It's possible. I don't think it's doing very good at the box office, so who knows? Maybe they won't. Yeah. My problem with this is that, and I hate doing this because... Robert Rodriguez, I like him. Okay, I think he's I think he's inventive in most ways. He calls this his most favorite story that he That's ever weird. wrote. Yeah, come on, man, you wrote El Mariachi. That shit's awesome. And then we've got this. Come on. Well, anyway, so it's some kind of weird mesh of like X Men and Firestarter mushed together. With a nonsense story and, like, psychic power fights that you don't get to witness. At least in Firestarter, you could see what she was doing. She would create fire. Foom, foom, fire's everywhere, right? Here all it is is, like, I'm thinking at you and you're going to do my bidding. See, I think you're missing the point of the hypnotic thing, though. It's not supposed to be a psychic power fight. What is it? What are, you, what, is it? what are they using? They're using their butts to talk to each other? No, it is a psychic thing, but it is used with words that creates illusions not in always. person's memories. Minnie didn't use a single word when she turned all those people on each other. Neither did Rourke at that, at that dead end. <laughs> Rourke did not use any words. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if this movie. I'm not gonna. Go, I'm not gonna go back and watch it, it though, yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> my goodness. The <laughs> so here's funny. Here's something funny. In in March of this year, they released or went South by Southwest Film Festival was shown a work in progress cut of this movie, and I wonder how much did they change between then and now because. This still feels like a work in progress. It feels like there's unfinished story items here that they didn't fully think out. Uh, Honestly, Robert Rodriguez did better with a bunch of index cards and hopped up on whatever the hell they were experimenting on him with Mm -hmm. to come up with El Mariachi versus this. And he's been nursing this since 2002? Yeah. Go back to the index cards, Robert. Come on, man. You can do better than this. I've seen you do better than this. Jesus. All right. So, you have any other final I thoughts do not. here? Okay. So, why don't you tell everybody whether you're going to keep rent or erase this, and then I will, you know, reiterate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep this. I'm no, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am. <laughs> this <laughs> don't is def- do that. I was drinking. <laughs> this is definitely an erase for me. I was, I was excited to see this. I thought oh, it was right up my nose. <laughs> okay. I no, thought it keep was going. <laughs> a really interesting concept. He right. just didn't execute this concept very well. I like the idea that you've got this villain who can go up and say, walk out in front of the car, and this person just does it without any, like, you know, I, I'm glad it wasn't like a hypnosis. Like, I was worried they were going to go, everybody's in some kind of therapy class together, and they get this embedded thought in their head and then that's how it works i was like i don't know if i want to go that far into it yeah but it's not anything like that (laughs) and i feel like we could have gotten a more interesting story if they didn't go where they went which i felt was 
not a complete thought out story to give us the whole, I don't know. It seemed confusing to me. I was lost by the end of it. Mm-hmm. I have no desire to ever watch this thing again. None whatsoever. If for some reason you listen to this whole podcast and you haven't seen this movie, don't waste your hour and a half. Thank God it was only an hour and a half. If this would have been two hours, I would have been really clock watching. I, I mean, I was already I checking my watched. time, but it, <laughs> ugh, I don't know. Yeah, I clock watched the hell out of this. Anyways, I don't think this movie is worth watching. Unfortunately, I like the concept. Maybe they can come up with this idea concept and put it into a better story. I would be in on that. This one, though, nah, no. Fair, fair. Okay, so here. Okay, so here's my take on this. Now, I, I mean, you can all tell just by the vitriol. You're that keeping I've been, it too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm totally keeping it. No, I'm just kidding. I, I this isn't a race, but here's the problem. You got Robert Rodriguez, a very talented writer director. You've got Alex Braga, a very talented actor. You've got Ben Affleck, a very talented actor. You've got Bill Fickner, who is a talented character actor. And this is what they came up with. Here's the thing. They can do better. I've seen them do better. I love all of these people. They've done good stuff. I mean, we're talking about... Like Ben Affleck, you know, I mean, that dude, he was like Kevin Smith's golden boy for a little while, broke out, he became Batman, he was, he was in good, he was in Goodwill Hunting before all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this dude, like, he is an accomplished actor, an accomplished director. Alex, Alice Braga, she did, she was in City of God at a young age, she was in I Am Legend at the end, she was in you know predators elysium she's been in all kinds of movies and she's been very good in all of these movies she was in new mutants do you remember her in new mutants she was dr reyes the one that was kind of experimenting on all the kids okay she's very good and robert rodriguez again this dude made some of my favorite movies early on I don't know what happened. What did Sharkboy and Lava do? Lava Girl do to this guy? <laughs> I hope. I hope whatever he does next, whatever any of these folks do next, is better than this because this was a real, a serious dis- disappointment. I was expecting more. When you told me it was Robert Rodriguez, I was excited. I was like, "Sweet man, maybe we'll get another one of those like, you know, guerrilla warfare type, you know, shoots where he's just doing what he's doing." But no, it just turned into like this it's a remake of firestarter i don't need a remake of firestarter we just had a remake of firestarter and that one was shitty too but like don't go back to that just give me something new give me something new let's see you do another el mariachi let's see something go on another good goodwill hunting or another argo out of ben affleck you know mm-hmm. give me another city of god out of alice braga i mean come on i guess you can do better in this this is just a throwaway this might be one of those things where they're like i'm gonna make some money so I can do other stuff. And if that's it, perfect. Great. That's great. I was laughing at this movie. Yeah, you were laughing for quite a bit. Because I kept looking at you like, this isn't a funny part. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, because it was absolutely like hysterically bad in some spots. <sighs> so if it was a comedy, you maybe would have had a different thought process, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. You know, that could have, you know, but it would work, you know. So anyway, so I, you know what? We need we need to we need to we need a palate cleanser. We need a 
wipe our, you know what? Let's wipe our brains clean. Let's throw some breadcrumbs in there and then we'll come back to the podcast and we'll do something else. What are we doing next? All right. Next week, we are going to cover Dungeons and Dragons. Sweet. Okay. I can deal with that. It looks like one goofy ass film. I'm ready for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, it Dungeons looks and fun. It looks fun. And it, I like Chris Pine. It does. Chris Pine's good. I like Chris Pine too. I do. And you know, I mean, it looks like it looks like a perfectly serviceable dumb romp. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't so it doesn't look like it takes itself too seriously. I don't think they're shooting for Lord of the Rings here. No. Or Game of Thrones. No, you can tell that with the trailers. Yeah. They are not going so, that far. Yeah. So if they're not going to take themselves too seriously, I'm not going to go into that going this is obviously going to have heavy, you know, stakes and stuff, right? This is going to come out as probably you know, just a, a little bit of a comedy adventure. And I'm ready for it. I'm here for it because, well, we just got, man, bad taste. Bad taste in the mouth. Robert Rodriguez, again, I apologize, man. I love you. I want to see what you do next. All, all of you guys, I want to see what you do next. But this one, I got I to gotta erase it. We're gone. Next week, right here on the couch, Dungeons and also... Uh, Some dragons. A dragon or two. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to A View from the Couch, a Space Moose Media podcast. You can interact with our hosts on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash view underscore couch. You can also email us at aviewfromthecouch at yahoo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help us get noticed by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.